something sinister to it Pendulum swinging slower, degenerate moving Through the city with criminal stealth Welcome to enemy turf Harder than immigrants work Golf is just in my shirt Get up off the pavement Brush the dirt up off my psyche Psyche You are listening to The Brain Bust Podcast We don't want to do the goddamn legwork Home of your knees Ah, that's horse shit (laughs) It's like, no, actually, that's cat shit Politics She has a lot of issues Benghazi, two, two Jews, two shits from Benghazi. In current events. The race is on to develop a marijuana breathalyzer. Somebody's going to make some money. If you don't like it, you can get out. Coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. This is the Brain Bust Podcast. I am your host, Dan Willis. Joining me tonight, Johnny No Fingers. What's going on, Dan? Not a whole lot, man. What's going on with you? <clears throat> um, new job site. So. Work? Work. That's about Slaving it. away? Yeah. Same old thing? Yeah. That's, that's all I do. I love it. Play Xbox when I can, but barely. Yeah, you've got internet issues up out there in the boondocks. Yep. Next to John, Seth Frederick. Hey, Dan. What's up? What's going on, man? Not much, buddy. You're all smiles this week. Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm in a good mood. Is it it a good mood or is it just that that you stopped working at job A in preparation for job B and job B just hasn't started yet? That's probably most of it. Is it like a string of like four days (laughs) off? Is that the good mood? It was two days. Oh, it was only two? But two days is better than nine. I mean, yeah, two days in the middle of the week. Maybe a work day, then two more days off. So yeah. yeah, perfect. Oh, so, are you working on that Time Warner cable? Like, yeah, right. Like on. No, that's one. a nice building. They actually they put us in like the prison, like behind that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not. You can I'm see not it kidding from you. either. It's in the 315, like right. right yeah, there. no, that's a nice one. So I interviewed at this. It's it's this really really nice building. It has glass like all around it. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we want to inter- interview you a third time. So I went and I interviewed at this separate building and I was totally confused to where I was going and it's on Dublin road and it literally is like a prison. It's where everybody Sorry worked. There's no windows. It's just, God. And, I, and then, then like in the There's last, no, wait, wait, like, wait, this, wait, wait, this wait, wait, you'll be wait, working. wait, 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 There's no windows in this building. Well, not where we work, not okay. in our office. <laughs> There's probably windows somewhere. You'll never see them. Yeah. No. <laughs> sounds like a great, sounds like a great Perfect. new job. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Rounding out the crew, Jeff Anthony. Hey, how's it going? It's going well, man. How are you doing? Great. Fantastic. Yep. I love how you just, you brave it. You know, you put a smile on for every show, even though Rome is on fire. Yep. <laughs> just I, I think Rome is on fire in my drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. This show is brought to you once again by Castillo Gold. Yep. Tastes like a brush fire. <laughs> <laughs> Seth told Jeff it would be suitable as a replacement for sipping whiskey, and it most definitely is not. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the, what is this, the 20, 27th episode. Damn. 27 shows. I just want to take a minute to reflect on that. Have we ever done 27 things of anything ever, like consecutively? Besides Halo matches? Besides, yeah, besides like Halo matches. Not really. <laughs> I don't, like, I think this is a major milestone in all of our lives. 
This, yeah. Right, maybe frisbee golf matches, but ooh, I don't. Yeah, maybe hours. Back in the hours day. awake plowing snow. I've definitely uh. hit that number multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that like this month. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that that's um, you know, that's cool. Twenty-seven shows. I didn't think we'd be where we are right now. Last June, when we first started kicking around the idea. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be if you weren't just dragging us along. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this excuse for me to exercise this fake authority over all of you. It's like, so, for some reason, we just keep showing up every week. <laughs> I don't what are we talking about this week, Dan? I don't know. On that note, as kind of a, an impromptu, non-scheduled Light, nah, I don't, do we want to call it a lighthearted show? Sprinkle. No. I mean, I, I want to, but I don't know what's going to be in it we yet. Did. So. And maybe that's the part of it that we should, we should open up to the listeners is that we just were all really bogged down the last two weeks. And not a whole lot of prep work went into this week's show. I mean, just put it out there. Shoot from mm-hmm. the hip. Shooting from the hip. Wiley Coyote. Or... That's the Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. That's the guy from last show. I want to keep my analogies somewhat, you know, keep some continuity in there. Um, so with that in mind, we do have a couple of news items that we're going to talk about. There's been kind of an update on the TPP. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not really an update. It's just somebody, what would you call it? I don't know. It's just some new jackass throwing their support behind it. Fantastic. On behalf of a bunch of other really well-known corporate jackasses. Yeah, like Google and I forget I Yahoo. Else, Microsoft. And yeah, they're pretty much all the tech giants. Facebook, I'm sure, was in there somewhere. Which you wouldn't really think they'd be for it, but I don't know. Uh, I need man. to look into that more. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's For those of you that have been with the show for a while, you're aware that we are not big fans of TPP in this room. Uh, episode, I don't remember. It's called Keep It Secret. Um, if you would like to get a more a greater rundown on what was discussed. The Trans-Pacific Partnership is basically a trade deal among 11 nations over how things are going to be traded in the Asian Pacific. And it's basically going to be a nice little shoot for companies to, to offshore a bunch of jobs on the U S side, which we're still dealing, we're still dealing with that in a major way. I mean, even now a handful of years into this, quote-unquote economic recovery we've been experiencing according to the fed um but you know a lot of that hasn't we haven't seen we haven't seen wages go up or anything like that so i haven't seen any benefits yeah a lot of people are still really feeling the burn so with the tpp kind of being out of the news underreported i mean i it's a it's just so ridiculous how much it goes to show that people don't want this talked about yeah, it is intentionally secretive. Like sure, like I mean, the actual text of it they wouldn't even release, or ha- have they released it at this point? They, I, I like, think I, they I ultimately that- did release it, because Wiki somehow was able to release at least one chapter or a handful of chapters. This was last, I don't know, like last summer. Or fall yeah, May, or something. May, July, somewhere in there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All the months have been bleeding together. Um. God, yeah. So we can we can, we're going to talk a little bit more about, I guess, who's behind this recent endorsement of the TPP. That's getting again. I want it to be noted. Almost no media coverage. Very little. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was it Tector? Tector. 
No, I was slashed out. I was I was reading that. <clears throat> yeah, but um, on Obama's oh, yeah. recent talk to what a, I'm, I'm assuming a community of journalists. Yeah, I don't I don't even know who he was talking to, but yeah, I picked that. I, I saw that on Jeff was yeah Jeff was bird dogging the news stories for us this week, but um, <clears throat> found a nice little gem of a speech that President Obama gave to I'm pretty sure a, a group of journalists talking about you know extolling the virtues of investigative journalism. However, this particular president's eight years in office have proven to be pretty chilling, to say the very least. Yeah, I think what he meant to say was opaque. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he was like, yeah, you guys need to do more investigative journalism. That's what's missing right now. <laughs> I don't know how they can sit there and listen to that. I Yeah, from a guy that they regularly are denied Freedom of Information Act requests from. You know, his White House, his administration has been ridiculously unfriendly to journalism, whistleblowers, anyone trying to get the truth out there. Yeah, you have to like sue them to get anything out of it. It's insane. And if you do get something, you'll probably still get sued. <laughs> They'll just wait. Um, we've got what else do we have? Guys, you guys are quiet. Apple. Apple. We do have an Apple update. Seth and John, you guys are unaware of this update, right? Yep. No, no, um I heard something on NPR. Uh, so but I don't I don't know. Something. I don't know I don't know the ins and outs. All I know is that Actually, I might know the ins and outs. So, um, actually, I'll just I'll just hold off. Until just table we, that one. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, Jeff, what else? What else do we have on tonight's docket? That's that's a, all, that about rounds it out. Yeah, I think that's about it. We didn't talk about big government on the last show. We said we were going to. I I have that in the notes to have that conversation, but I want to qualify it because, as we've kind of said, the last handful of shows have been heavy and to be honest to the listeners like it takes a toll covering this shit week in and week out and keeping like a smile on your face it's surprisingly difficult yeah Yeah. i'll be be sitting at work like reading some stuff and it just gets me pissed off (laughs) (laughs) just like pulling my hair out like i i I can't even take yeah and then you start then you start rounding up the troops at work you know you start saying things like union and bolshevik yep (laughs) It's like, before and, you it's know like, it, you're. And I don't have a job as of today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you're fired. <laughs> so right, Jeff, it, it's a net positive, really. It is crazy though. I mean, I, I being candid. I think we should take a moment to be candid with our our listeners. They've been there listening week in week out. Again, super appreciated uh, appreciative of of all the support from you guys. But to be candid with you for a moment, I mean it. it it does get you thinking when you're doing your everyday life in addition to covering a bunch of current events and digging into some of the policies that are being passed and some of the players sitting at these tables making these high-level decisions with major implications on just the masses and for your democracy. It's hard to, to be doing that and like stay upbeat because there's some really nasty shit out there. Yeah. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah, I think so. I mean, do you find it <laughs> difficult to like? No, I guess I just don't do. I don't do all the research. So when I come here and you tell me all this bad news, Dan, <laughs> it makes me start to not like you. <laughs> I, I think I think the problem mostly that you're talking about, Dan, is that there's more there's more bad news 
that's that's not necessarily reported and there's good news like mm. if you think about Alec and the TPP which from what we've seen we don't like there's more there's more ugly things than there are good things when you start turning over even a little bit of dirt like cuz think about it we're not we're not the smartest guys ever but you look a little bit and you just you throw it's, a rock and it lands on something that's ugly yeah <laughs> like yeah it very quickly gets there <laughs> and and you point out that we're not the we're not the sharpest guys and we are also not dedicating you know, our lives to this mission. There are people that are way smarter uh, that dedicate a, a lot more of their waking hours to this, this type of work and they do great work, but you don't have to be a genius or spend all this time. I mean, to find out that things aren't really looking the way they should. Mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of, do you want to ever face that reality? You know, because then you gotta, then you gotta start asking questions like, yeah, I work for my money. And I deserve that because I work hard and I apply all these, you know, character traits. I apply these principles. I'm a principled person to my work and I work hard and I don't slack off. Da, 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 da. Those are all good things, right? No one would say those are bad. But mm-hmm. what if you're working for an organization who ultimately is like just a shady, shitty place? And I think that's a really good point because I don't know about you guys, but it's really easy to put the blinders on sure. when you're when you're working. I mean, maybe not necessarily our specific places of employment but just in life in general you can just say hey i'm going to focus on this i know that there's intrinsic value in educating myself in the world around me and taking action on that but that's a lot more work than than i want to do it's a lot of work and well well and risk it's risky it's a it's a it's a thing that maybe you don't want to do because you could be putting your job at stake you can i mean you could be putting like your worldview at stake in some respects, you know, we talked about in the last show that Mark Twain quote, it's not what you don't know that they get you in trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't true. Mm. Like that's the shit, you know, and if you, if you go, if you, if you want to start doing some digging, man, you gotta, you gotta be ready to have your brain busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you're going to find some stuff that doesn't jive with how you think things work. And I, we say all of that. We go on this long rant about how hard our lives are <laughs> um, that you guys, I'm sure, don't want to don't listen to. But we say all that to say that sometimes we just got to kind of take it easy. You know? That was definitely the long way around. We were not super direct on that. <laughs> I just I think it's good to you know, keep, keep on the level with with everyone that supports the show and let them know what's going on. Sometimes, I mean, our content does vary from, from time to time, but you know, that's what happens when you put four amateurs in the room drinking a $6 bottle of tequila or yeah, rum, whatever the hell it is. Awful. Yeah. I can't believe you're still putting it away. To be honest with you, I really can't believe I, I that. I think I'm about done with that. <laughs> Pass it over here. <laughs> Settle finish it. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, well, let's just get into Apple. Jeff, do you know what happened with Apple? Um, I think so. Let's hear. Let's hear the I think so uh, version of the latest and greatest from the Apple FBI and parties well, unknown fight. I, I forget. I forget how far along it we were last week, but I know the FBI supposedly cracked into this phone. So that's the big news yesterday. Was it yesterday? Or no, it, it's been a couple days. I thought Has it been a couple days. I thought it was Monday. It's all a blur. I don't, I don't so you, oh, that's right. You did hear about this, right, Seth? Yeah. John, did you know about this? Nope. Before we go any further, 
what's the, what do we think about do you think that's true yes yes john yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel as though i set myself up to look like an idiot <laughs> you don't think it's true no i i guess i do i just didn't expect it to happen and i was a little bit like i i wanted to be skeptical of the news because it happened so quickly I thought that they would not have enough time to figure out a workaround, um, but apparently, I didn't know they hacked into it. I knew I knew what they were doing to like try to get into it, or like they thought well, about it. They hacked the hack, is from what I understand. Is that would that be an appropriate way of saying it? I, from what I understood, they they hacked the passcode to get in. So, right, but I think the methodology of how they did that is is hmm. what's important. Well, like they are able to bypass or like, I guess we, at this point, we think they're able to bypass the limit on how many times you can try the passcode and we're able to brute force it that way. Yeah. Then it's just, and then it's just four numbers or four digits. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and I guess, whatever. I guess to be fair, there are, there are applications out in the market right now that you can use if you forgot your passcode. You forgot your mm-hmm. passcode. You can try it more times than once, or you can try it more times than three times. At which point, it would normally lock you out. There's there's things on the market now to let you try your passcode on your Apple phone more. Just for like a convenience right. standpoint, right? Right. For for the actual users. Mm-hmm. So obviously, shadows of the software needed for this particular hack has been in existence been in existence for a while right mm-hmm. um you know i think we had a conversation last week when we didn't record the show we just talked about whether or not this was a real thing because there were a lot of people saying well maybe not a lot of people i did read some grumblings about um this is this was the fbi the, the justice department bowing out by saying oh we found a third party we just need to put a stay we just need a, a quick little trial period to try that try this software out see if it works um i thought they were just kind of being wonky i mean i still think they kind of are like i think they weren't honest about it up front about you know not being able to get into it or at the very least like they hadn't exhausted all other avenues that they they could have taken to get into this phone so that you bring up an incredibly interesting point because to what jeff said if that's the way they've acted look at what they did to force apple to create some software They resorted to digging up the All Writs Act of 1784 or 89 or whatever the hell it is and trying to apply an over 200-year-old statute. Sure. To to an immensely complicated, you know, at least ethically and in terms of liberty, a really complicated issue. Yeah, and it just, I mean, for me, it goes to show that, you know, they weren't interested at all what's in the phone. They're just trying to get that precedent. And as soon as they saw... You know, the, e- the public either, backlash. Either, yeah, either public opinion kind of going against them, or they seemed, or they saw things not going their way. They're like, "Oh well, we might have this new method. We're gonna try that." And then they they got it supposedly, and then they so that was and then then they backed off. That was so, their so back door. So so the precedent isn't set against them. So basically. what is the current state of of the proceedings in the court? Then it's just done. The case is I I think for dropped. now I, I don't know if if Apple has any options like to still pursue it you're nodding your head yes seth yeah they dropped the case the doj dropped it from from what i hear yeah and like i I don't know if apple can still 
like force them to go forward or anything like that. Apple force who to go forward? You mean the government forced Apple? No, no reverse well, Apple forcing well, them well, to continue well, yeah, the case. Like the FBI backed off, but can Apple be like, no, no, no. Like, oh, we're, we're doing like, this. Yeah, like we're, we're doing this right now. Like, and then, you know, get the precedent set in their favor. Which would be, uh, I want to err on the side of setting the precedent in Apple's favor versus the government. Mm-hmm. Just because, it, like you said, this exposes a really shitty it still, it was I still think it should be settled. Like, it it was, still should be settled, like either way. Well, it should be settled out of the out of public interest. In not my opinion, not bowing out like they are. No, I think that they should figure out like who's right. Like they just like I don't know. They always squash things. They always find loopholes to go. Like well, and that's what I'm saying. And that's because they know they're not right. The like the DOJ is like we fucked up, and now oh yeah, this thing all of a sudden we just learned about it. Yeah, okay, we got it. We're done. See you guys. You know, slowly exit stage left, you know, fade out. Nobody gives a shit because the Kardashians are on at eight. Yeah. You know, like, like, like basically like the FBI kind of rage quitted and (laughs) they're like, oh, like, like, we're not going to give you that victory. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're just going to quit. We we have a cheat anyway. See you later, suckers. I I don't know. I, I think we're kind of just dancing on what's what Jeff mentioned again is that this exposes this shows you that the 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 purpose the reason the motive of the government in this instance was to set the precedent and right. they were doing it under the false banner of you know this is impeding our process to stop terrorism this is affecting our national security well they also said that they had exhausted all other options and like there's nothing that they can do to do this and they have to have apple's help and order, lo and in, behold in get into it what happens you know yeah. it turns out that's horseshit yeah. was it snowden that tweeted the thing about the head of the fbi what's the guy's name um i comey yeah yeah i keep reading about him and i, and I never remember his he, name he, he tweeted something about it like with the like him like like something about him committing perjury uh I don't know. I think I'll, they've, you know, it. I've, it's crazy to admit that, well, not admit this, but it's crazy to realize this for all the things you've watched. I've probably, we've all probably watched, I mean, more than 50% of the political figures on TV or that we see in the news have, are all guilty of perjury at some point. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. It's documented. These people lying is documented. It's on public record. It's so obvious and and blatant if you look that to assume like like why are these motherfuckers not in jail protected i guess we've watched them break the law we've watched them make the laws that make an old law now legal for them to break (laughs) just don't apply to them unless they piss off the right people it's it's mind-blowing well for me i think it's uh it's a separate disappointment, not just that. Yeah, that's, but that's probably true. For me, it's it's kind of, I'm kind of disappointed that FBI couldn't hack that phone in the first place without letting anybody know. It's like, you're, you're telling me you don't, we, don't have, we don't have guys smart enough in the room to, A, have the skill to hack that phone or know somebody that can hack it, and B, keep it discreet. Well, so what you do is you hack that phone or you figure out somebody that you know to hack that phone, and then... You don't tell anybody, and you don't do it again. 
You know what I mean? Like it's well, well, we just uh, don't I, have. Uh, that's the whole point. Yeah, is like they do have people who are able to do that, and, and they hit and, it. And, and the whole point was not to get into the phone at all. The whole point it's, it's was to set, set this precedent. precedent. Like, I, but I that's the thing that that's the thing that I don't necessarily think is one hundred percent true. I don't well, think I don't think this whole thing was about setting a precedent, or else it wouldn't have gone wouldn't have gone to this this case. Well, why not? Yeah, well, yeah okay. Because, and I, well, I want to qualify something first of all. Jeff and I, I mean, it is kind of conjecture. Like, yeah, we don't have any evidence we have of of it being the DOJ. You, you know, it's circumstantial. Yeah. yeah, and the same would probably apply for the opposite. You know, the argument against them having done this on purpose, right? Trying to get away with setting a precedent. But I will tell you that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, <clears throat> and it doesn't really, like. The, the budget of the FBI, the DOJ, and the, and the NSA, of course we had access to the people that could break this. But wait, Do you mean what, to tell me they didn't find it? They didn't know? Well, oh, so randomly? And then all of a sudden now, like, you know, three months into it, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, this company said they're going to help us. So ne- never mind. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think that's, I think that's sketchy as fuck. I think they didn't know. I think they didn't know anybody. So you think it's I think, more negligence than, than yes. malfeasance? I think it's more ineptitude. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can't really, you know, say, argue against that. Yeah. You know? Let's just go with both. In this like, case. if you think about it from this standpoint, nobody won in this case. Think about it. Just, well, that's just the if case you take a step that, back. The case didn't go forward, though. No, right. no, what I'm saying is the fact that the case didn't go forward made both parties lose. Sure, I agree Apple, with that. Apple right now doesn't look pretty. The FBI sure as heck doesn't. So if this situation could have been avoided by the FBI having the know-how, sure as heck they would have done it every, well, every day plus Sunday. Unless they were trying to do something. Which I don't think they were. Sure, but... If, if think about it, if, if, they, if they just had the know-how to figure out how to crack this phone on their own or how to, how to hire the right guys discreetly to crack it and do the right thing, I think it would be a lot better situation than we have now. I, I still don't think that they wanted anything on the phone. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I don't think it's going to necessarily do anything for them. But which, which makes still valid the question of okay, so what was the point? Yeah. If it, again, because what they were parading this quest under was we need to get access to that phone. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole, that was the, the sideshow narrative they were trying to get everyone to focus on was, oh, it's that guy's phone from San Bernardino. That wasn't the story. You know, obviously, the story was a matter of encryption and, and you know, privacy. But again, if, why would they do this? And then claim it's for terrorism or, you know, national security that we need we needed to get on that phone because it our, an investigation hinged on it um that was obviously horseshit so why create that lie putting up a front just to cover why, up. to cover what to, up well, to, to, to 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 smear everything for investigative journalism to try to cover like you can't like i don't know you they smash it like so you're everybody's trying to they, they get all these big fish like fox and every nbc and all to focus on a tiny little point and like, and that's what they feed all the American public, and that's where they get their, that's where they get all their information. Ninety percent, I'm guessing. I it's mean, just from TVs, and they listen to all this bullshit. They don't, and they don't do the digging. The, the, those were the they outlets carrying the the sideshow. I mean, they were not talking about the real issue. But I mean, 
it was out there. But my question, I mean, I it still stands. I think it's Jeff. I mean, do, does that make sense? Like, so if like what Seth's thinking doesn't make any sense to me. Um, like, I, I, I still think I still think they were after like the president. I don't think like sure I'm like they were interested in what's in the phone, but the whole point wasn't to get into the phone because they could have done that. And, and I, I, I agree with that. But what I think is, I don't think the precedent of leveraging the FBI's authority over a third party such as Apple to get into anything that's secret or any kind of secret encryption was the goal. Because you can do it in a lot, a multitude of easier ways, i.e. the way they just did it now. So what I'm saying is, they can do this without having Microsoft compromise their own encryption, their encryption in the future, and they don't have to. They don't have to sue Microsoft to get into a Microsoft phone. So you're saying so. Okay. So that, that's what I'm saying is I don't think they want to set a precedent of saying, "Hey, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to walk across the street and sue Micro Center." See, I, the, the the FBI is going to leverage a federal lawsuit against Micro Center to get into a Micro Center device. I mean, that's a, that's a poor example, but if they need to set that precedent then we're in really, really bad shape. Well, it, and, and I, here's what I'll say to that, is every developed government on the planet is trying to set that precedent. Right. And it, where I kind of agree with Jeff on this is that politicians have been trying to usurp encryption for years. I mean, this isn't a new thing. This is the, the I guess, the, the zit coming to a head in a way. If that's a really disgusting analogy, but just picture that for a moment. But you know what I mean? Like politicians have been speaking ill about encryption due to terrorism for a long time. And to say that there isn't a will there to set a precedent to make it easier for the government across agencies to get access to encrypted data. I think I think there was an effort behind that. Because it makes the job of governing that much, quote unquote, easier, right? Because everything's yeah. at, the, at, at your fingertips, essentially, at that point. And I, I guess, I guess, what I'm saying is, there's a lot easier way for the FBI to do this, where nobody hears about it. So what I think is like, why, why in the heck would you like Risk scrape it. scrape off a penny that's stuck on the sidewalk that's stuck <laughs> to gum? When there's 20 bucks sitting over there, in like, the alley, like free of no charge. So see you. this this is the worst route for the FBI to take is to set this precedent of suing a company like Apple well, in order to get access to this phone. Yeah, they didn't they didn't sue them. Well, they they try to leverage they try to make legal arguments as to why as to why Apple was out. They tried to, to compel them to, to create, create code to, to create software. Right, right, and that's that's the worst way to go about it. Well, and again, so, so and, but that's not what they're going about. That, yeah, that, that's the point. Like, like they're not trying to get into the phone, like at all. Yeah, but what I'm saying is setting setting the precedent of of leveraging legal arguments against companies like these. Setting that precedent is a very poor way. And bringing up the argument for a very poor to come, way to go. Hey, come try but, to hack this. But say and I think it draws attention to it. Say I mean the precedent did get set in their favor. Like, wouldn't that benefit them? Like in the future. Because they'll be able to compel other companies to do the same stuff without the same fight, it, like that. Yeah. Get a warrant. They'll, they'll get like smaller companies to just roll over because they can't fight it. That's true. Or you could do what they did in this case, but with no new, no media coverage whatsoever, which is hire a third party on the hush and crack whatever you want. 
we live we the future is now everybody right. can everybody can crack everything given enough money so the FBI, so they, sh- argument, they shore up to the right people, don't get any is, negative news coverage, and they get what they want. Your argument essentially boils down to they can do it in private. Why ever make this public if it's for power or whatever? Exactly. Because people actually believe it's for safety. Because pe- like, lawmakers literally think this is somehow a national security fight. Yeah, but but my thing and they is, see ben- I, I think I, I think they see benefit out of making it public to get you know, the quote unquote power that they need to compel companies to do as, as they wish in the name of national security. Now, either scenario is shitty. In fact, if anything, yours is a little bit shittier because then we don't know anything about it. Well, I think I'm just speaking from the stance of the FBI and what they do and don't want. So if anything, this is a lesson learned that the scenario you described is not true. So they they felt like there wouldn't be this public outcry against them saying, hey, no, encryption is good. We actually want encryption. You guys are wrong. So take that scenario, for example. The FBI said, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to make, we're going to leverage the All Ritz Act. The All Ritz Act against Apple in order to do this. Oh, wait, people don't like this? So this is a lesson learned. They won't do that again. And that's that's why I think them setting a precedent for this is not is not what they're going for, not in this not in this situation because they want no they want then, absolutely no media coverage in the future. In this like then I guess in a situation I, I, then similar you have, to this, then you have to ask the question why in the fuck did they do this at all? I honestly think they didn't know how, they didn't know how to crack it. But yeah, I, I feel like there's some kind of like disconnect. But, yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like you're making the argument that they have the capability anyway. Just keep it quiet. But you're saying, in you know November they didn't have the ability. The FBI, the NSA, no one, mm-hmm. and now they do. As of what Monday or last Thursday, it just the switch flipped. They just found somebody. No yeah, I think it was more like like they made a gamble and it kind of backfired it, on them. Right. And, and that was their back door. This is their way like, out. I I don't think that back door presented itself as quickly. As it we think it did, I think I think they decided to make a U-turn at some point once they realized public opinion was not in their favor. Like, okay, hold on, we're going to start pursuing other other avenues to fix this than Apple, because maybe they thought that would be an easy win. Maybe they thought Apple would be an easy win, and it wasn't. They had to have known for sure this wasn't going to be an easy win. You. Did, like, yeah. there's no way we're the only four people on the, in the country that understand how big it was. They were tr- what they were trying to do was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, of course they knew they were gonna have to dig up this ancient, this ancient piece of what is it, law? I guess that's law, right? I don't know. Yeah. What this is ancient it? law? <laughs> what is it? The All Writs Act? No, oh, okay. it's it's um, it's the knowledge when a person or like a people find the the area where they know. If they go there, they'll like self-destruct and destroy. I forget what that's called. The Great Filter. Is that what it is? Like, well, it's like it's like the point the, of no the return. People, has like, lots humanity, of humanity Dread found a, found a way to kill itself, but they're trying to hide that information from itself so it won't find it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? How about that yeah. encryption? But what is like? Uh, but what, what's that? I think there's a term for that. I forget what it's called. I don't know which. I think there are lots of terms used to describe that. That. Being able to understand or like like know this idea, like oh shit, this idea was like we'll terrible. Just Pandora's we'll just box, get kind rid of, of it. yeah, like, yeah, just bury it. it. 
I don't know, man. And that's what the government's doing. The people like, oh, they can't, they can't know this. Like, we're just gonna hide it and not talk about it. I mean, that's what they're doing. To the I think that's what they're doing. That is the kind of the brilliant thing about this. I mean, next this time next year, a very small community of people will be talking about Apple and the FBI. I mean, this time next week. Shit, we might be the only four people left in media talking about Apple (laughs) (laughs) for all we know. I don't know. I mean, there is this tendency to just kind of be temporarily mad and then, you know, you got to pay some bills and then life kicks back in and then you forget. Like, oh, I got something else to be mad about now. Yeah. (laughs) Or I'm just going to get on Halo. (laughs) Just blow up my Steam that way. see this shit? Oh my gosh. It's crazy. I think we've I think we've exhausted Apple Apple DOJ for this week. That wasn't too <laughs> I guess dark. What, 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 what we'll more. see is the future will tell if they do decide to bring a lawsuit or legal action against another big company, which I don't think will happen. Well, I mean, and if they don't, then they're cracking phones in the dark, just like they should be. <laughs> That's that's like the, what do you like? Do you support that? What do no, you mean, just like they should be. No, I didn't think so. I I'm I'm strictly sitting. Say I'm the FBI. I'm strictly sitting in the seat of what is in my best interest. So my best interest is to crack phones in the dark and get yeah, what I want I, without I see, without making it public. Right, and I don't think this was the FBI's ultimate. You know, the head of the FBI wasn't the guy that wanted to go after Apple for this. I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah, me neither. Um. I think that the Snowden release showed you that the government is willing to go to all very, very great lengths to compel companies to do things, to compel individuals to do things, to do things, you know, without our knowledge. And I think that should inform how we view this fight with Apple and and the mm-hmm. DOJ. I mean, and it's not to say that there's some new world order group, you know, trying to take control over the whole like that's not what I believe. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, I do think the government wants more power than they should have in this specific arena and I think that their basis for wanting it is flawed. Yeah, they're pushing yeah. the encryption ban like really hard in the UK too. Um, you want to see some crazy first amendment violation shit? Go to go to England. God damn it! I knew we we're gonna. Do, I knew we we're gonna talk about Europe at some point because they are super hush hush. Um, they will kick your door in, no problem, no warrant, no nothing. Well, I mean, there's also people saying that the the government should never be, or sh- like basically should always be able to see any communication they want, like when they need to. So like, there shouldn't be any communications that they can't get to, no matter what. Which I have a problem with. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone should have a problem with. <laughs> if you are a fan of democracy. And there's something, you know, let's fuck it. Let's just go down this rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> you know, there's something to be said uh, for the idea that, yes, democracy sometime is not, sometimes is not going to be, you know, America. This, it's not going to be this friendly, nice, like sometimes democracy is awfully violent. What's the uh, the national anthem of, of France? L- La Marseillaise or something like that? No idea. Oh, 
We listen. I think I think it's the national anthem. I don't think I know our national anthem. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Jeff. We need to start yeah. every show with national anthem. Yeah. Yeah. No Do the Pledge of Allegiance beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, j- j- um, just, uh, like, pipe the music into my headphones, like, the whole time. We're just gonna, we're Yeah, we're just going to reprogram Jeff. It'll be a little side project we do here at the Brain Bus. Yeah, just, just turn my mic off <laughs> and uh, just... <laughs> well, no, it's a, it's a really bloody song about their fight for, you know, liberty. And it's, it's pretty gruesome. And sometimes, you know, the, the governing body that is in control or the people that control the governing body, you know, uh, they get too big and it, it just, it necessitates violence. I mean, you never want it to see it go there. You never want to, but to the, the idea of democracy is really the special, the special egg, you know, the golden goose you need to protect. Then, I mean, you go to great lengths to protect that. Right. I think Democracy is the model. It is how people want to be governed because they want to be governed by, you know, people that are similar to them. They want to do the good things, the right things. Yeah. I think people just want to be free. Really. And that's true. Yeah. People just want to be able to be free, make decisions on their own. Want to get loaded. What is that from? (laughs) I don't know. Like last week. <laughs> what is that from? Uh, it's from uh, Sh- uh, it's not Sean. It's at World's End with oh um, uh, uh, those those guys. Uh, Nick Frost is that his name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You never <laughs> seen Shaun of the Dead? Like those no, guys. I, it's a great I have movie. seen that. Those, this, the same the same characters playing oh, at Peg. World's End. Uh, Simon, Simon Peg. Peg. Simon Peg. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He's actually really really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I like like him. Him. Big fan of Simon Pegg well, you know, these all these other stories I have queued up are just not lighthearted, guys. Oh, jeez. I see the eyes getting big. and like, What do we got? Next on the docket, um, Tech Dirt ran an article today that Jeff was kind enough to share with the whole group here uh, that we all kind of read. Well, yeah, I think we all read it. I did. It. Yeah, we all read it. I didn't one. read it. <laughs> everyone, everyone but Seth. Um, here's the title of it. After leading the attack on investigative journalism... President Obama whines about a lack of investigative journalism. And that pretty much sums up. I mean, that's it. That's what the article is about. And, you know, we've I've defended President Obama, I guess, in a couple of instances. Not. I don't think I've gone out of my way to defend him. I just want to be the voice of reason to uh, like that. You Obviously, you can't blame everything for him. On him. What is that noise? Yeah. What? Jesus. <laughs> Johnny, no figures. My bad. Um, anyway, like, can you blame. Where, where was I? Detector article. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I typically will defend Obama on some things to be, again, the, the counter, you know. To what people like to blame presidents for stuff that they don't like that has happened. In a lot of cases, don't have anything to do with the presidency, right? But in this particular instance, President Obama has been a real dipshit. <laughs> or, or, or like an asshole. <laughs> He's not necessarily dumb. You know what I mean? What's this article say, I guess, before... All right, let's just... We'll kick it off. On Monday, President Obama gave a speech about journalism in Washington, D.C. 
in which he bemoaned the state of investigative journalism today, suggesting that the lack of good investigative journalism is partly to blame for the mess that is this year's presidential election season. Well, at least he's right. I mean, that is true. There's a yeah. lot of non-journalism journalism taking place um, with the circus that's been put in media company in the media company's laps. You know, I mean, how could you not make money every news cycle this, over the last nine months? It's impossible. Yeah. I feel like they literally are a circus at this point. Oh, absolutely. Here's what, uh, here's an excerpt. We'll, we'll just read straight from Obama's speech. Um, he says, quote, a job well done is about more, a job well done is about more than just handing someone a microphone. It is to probe and to question and to dig deeper and to demand more. The electorate would be better served if that happened. It would be better served if billions of dollars in free media came with serious accountability, especially when politicians issue unworkable plans or make promises they can't keep. Applause. Of course. (laughs) And there are reporters here who know they can't keep them. I know that's a shocking concept that politicians would do that. But without a press that asks tough questions, voters take them at their word. When people put their faith in someone who can't possibly deliver on his or her promises, that only breeds more cynicism. Well, so speaking the truth. <laughs> so Obama does like investigative so journalism. Obama is quite obviously pro investigative journalism. He says he's pro investigative journalism. He likes to talk about speeches or talk about in his speeches investigative journalism and how wonderful it is. However, his record on how friendly he's been to investigative journalists, whistleblowers, um, leakers, as they're called. I think Edward Snowden or, or Bradley Manning. Um, hasn't been great. His track record's been pretty bad. Where's the... Uh, you know what number I'm looking for. Here, here we go. Um, this, again, another quote from the Tector article. And then, of course, there are other criminal lawsuits. The Obama administration has used the Espionage Act against more journalists and leakers than every other president in history combined and doubled. Jeez, it's a lot. And as of two years ago, he had put media leakers in jail for nearly 50 times as long as all other administrations combined. So not not only is he prosecuting, his, his administration prosecuting more leakers, whistleblowers, you know, what is an investigative journalist really? You know what I mean? Like, because you get into some weird questions there. Yeah. Um, not only is he po- pro- uh, prosecuting more of them, but for 50 times as long. The sentences are insane. And these are people. I yeah. wonder what the normal sentence is. <laughs> One day? I will. We have talked about the Espionage Act and where it came from before on this show on more than one occasion. I know we have because mm-hmm. I'm in love with that particular period in history. But this is a, a just after or during World War One piece of legislation that's being used in earnest in a way that's never been u- or hasn't been used in decades by President Obama. And I think this goes to show you. I mean, there are former Obama voters that are now throwing their hat in. For Trump. <laughs> Simply because I think, you know, the argument that we've had before, John, you know, Hillary, if Hillary is a, a an extension of the Obama administration, that's a pretty fucking terrible administration. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. So I know I've come. I came at you last on the last show hard for like p- being able to support Trump so unabashedly because Hillary's so bad. But I guess I'm 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 more considerate to the idea if you're going if you have to vote. You know, like if I have to vote for one of the two major candidates, if you have to vote, then I don't know, man. You're, Maybe you're, you're not far off. Now I'm, I can't, but see, I personally can't vote for Trump. And I also cannot vote for Hillary. Um, I have. I am not going to be able to be an effective part of the, this year's election, even if I do go vote for you know a third party or whomever. Right. Or my, you have the choice. Right you have the choice in. not to. But what about those who don't have the choice? They have to. They have to choose. Uh, isn't like, like who, who? What candidate you're going to back? Who has to? And I guess All that's the, Senate, the question. Like I don't know if like the House or like I don't know if they they matter. I mean, you're telling me these people aren't going to go vote. Who do you think they're going to pick? Yeah, and they have. What are you going to? I'm not going to go vote. Probably Clinton. I hold. I hold a high position. Yeah, I think. think? I think. I I think Clinton. I don't know. Because I think if if you had to talk about like what the social mood is of the country on center, I think it's a little bit left of the middle. That's what you think. Okay. I mean, but if you were put in that position, but you would, I don't know. I guess put in what position? Where you had to choose. Right, but that's. That's, We did that on the last show, and. My answer was I would non-choose that, you know, close my eyes and pick one, right? Um, but I don't have to choose. You know, no one has to choose between the two of them. No. I there's this, I, I think that there's this idea that if you want to quote unquote be involved in the election, you know, you got to vote for one of the two major parties. Yep. Hop on their bandwagon. Come on. Right. And then, you know, slander the, slander the, the, the enemy, slander the other team. Um and I, I like I just refuse to be a part of that. I guess that's where I don't. I'm not forced to. I don't have to vote for one of the major parties. Like fuck them. You know what have they done yeah. for any of us recently? Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way. It's like I the bases. What what it's before. like is like the bases are loaded right now. They're, they're okay. loaded, and we have a batter coming up who you know. Oh, he's a big hitter. No. Oh, okay. No, he's not. <laughs> he's he's the bat boy. Everybody else got everybody else. Everybody <laughs> the else. pitcher. You're yeah. in a national league game, and the yeah. pitcher's coming bottom up of the to ninth. Bat. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Yeah. Full count. Yep. Score all to <laughs> win, betcha. or score none, you lose. So so you're down you by one. A, you have to hit a home run. No, you're down by oh, so you're you down by a, you're down, you're down by, f- by f- three four, three, and you got to make four and to you win. You got to hit a grand slam to win. You got and you got the freaking ball bat boy coming out. With like scrawny knocking knees, like you think he's gonna swing for the fences? So do you, probably. So who is? So your analogy is Trump? Either one of them. Like, what do you mean, <laughs> one or the other? They're both the pitcher. <laughs> That's John. I am do. I am really impressed right now. That's one of the best analogies I think you've put together on the show. That's hilarious, and pretty true. And they're swinging a bat that's too big. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the bat's like four. They're like a twelve-year-old trying to swing an adult bat. They're like still holding two bats. <laughs> Is this right? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know, man. I you, at some point it's going to be pretty evident. I think that point is now, but apparently, maybe not for everyone. Um, but it seems to be getting pretty close that that point where the side that you're on politically quote unquote is going to be unveiled as having been a massive ruse. <laughs> yeah. I really, really believe that, mm. you know, um, if you're a party person 
at some point here soon. And it, maybe it's happening um, to both parties. Because Trump, is, Trump and, and Sanders are doing the same things effectively to their respective parties. They're exposing a lot of problems. Right. And it's kind of like pulling back the sheet to see that, you know, the house is made out of cards. Yeah. And half of it's on fire. Which is what, you know, we liked about them initially, at least their involvement initially, because they exposed exposed those things. I love that about Trump. Remember how much I used to piss you off because I was pro-Trump? Not pro-Trump, but it was in support of his presence. You know, that's why that mask mask is up there. You bought me that Trump mask. Mm -hmm. It's part of the studio now. Um, but yeah, we I, we did. We picked up on what Dan Carlin mentioned, and it was, I think, very accurate. It exposed a lot of the inconsistencies and nonsense of the parties. Now that at least one of them has a real shot at winning this thing, it's kind of scary because nobody wants him near the button. But yeah, it's it's not as beneficial now as it was initially. Oh no, it's like you. Exp- <laughs> It's like they exposed the ruse and then something else caught on fire somewhere else and everyone got distracted and they're just okay with with the bat boy. <laughs> to borrow from you, from me and John. Well, I don't know. I, not to mention he has asthma too. So I don't know if he's going to make it around all those bases even if he does catch a hold of one. Trump has asthma? No, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> <bat boy. laughs> I thought you were breaking the story. No. I'll let uh, you know if it happens though. We will, I guess, read into. We, I do want to. There are a couple of more. So, to to kind of wrap up the story about Obama, um, Freedom of Information Act request, something that he talked about in this speech the other day to this group of journalists, um, is something that he wrote into office in two thousand eight, kind <clears throat> of on. Like he wanted to be transparent and be this president that finally, you know, affected some real reform and made things public again and made a a friendly administration to the people, right? To see what's going on. He did the exact opposite. You know, they've been fighting freedom of information act requests since he took office, either by blocking them in the first place or letting them get approved and then tying the, uh, the the recipient up in court for years, Hmm. you know, and the government has potentially an infinite bill to foot the taxpayers to finance that, you know, like they can tie you up in court for a lot longer than you can afford to stay there unless you're Monsanto yeah. or some other massive company. Apple, maybe. I bet Apple has more cash than the government. They do. On hand. What I'm, what I, I wonder, story. I wonder why, what these journalists are getting, getting locked up over. Like what kind of, what kind of questions are they asking to get, to get locked up? You know what I mean? Well, I think what Obama was talking about was pe- journalists. There's been a chilling effect perpetuated by his fucking administration where journalists don't even ask questions anymore. They just report what's told. We highlighted this in the with the uh, Iranian, you know, poor U.S. sailors. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the press, the, the press secretary for whatever the fuck they're called for the White House. I can't remember his name. I, I don't like that guy, though. I like making fun of him. Uh, tells him, oh, yeah. Their, their boat broke down and that's what happened. And then they turned around and wrote that up. Exactly. They didn't mm-hmm. ask a goddamn question. What do you mean their, broke, bro- their boat broke down? And then two weeks later when they said, oh, no, their, their, their boat was fine. It was just a navigational error. They didn't go, well, what about this glaring fucking inconsistency? Obviously, you knowingly lied to us the first time. What is going on? 
That question wasn't right. asked unless you were Glenn Gre- Greenwald. Or maybe people ask that question they're in jail. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I mean, we laugh about that, but shit. Edward Snowden can't come back to the U.S. Like, I think if they do, they're not really put in a position again where they can ask those questions. Like, that's the other it, thing, it, too. They can, they can lose their press credential like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if they do, they lose all their access at all. They're done. They smoke their career. But that being said, I don't think that the – the White House press corps is investigative journalism. No, they're, they're, they're I, you know what I'm saying. Like the fact that he, that he's locking up investigative journalists. Those aren't the guys sitting in the room waiting for the press secretary to come out and deliver deliver his piece. You know what I mean? Those aren't those aren't. There's a reason why they're in there. Yeah, those aren't investigative journalists. <laughs> like they're there because they're not right. <laughs> investigative journalists. Right. Um, yes, I. But here's my problem. I don't want there to be a separation between a journalist and an investigator. I mean, isn't that part of the fucking job? Like, yeah. I want every journalist to have some sort of investigative background and a skill set. Because that's what you have to <laughs> yeah. fucking do as a journalist. Yeah. If you think about it, isn't investigative journalism like an oxymoron? It's like, <laughs> all right, so a journalist is somebody who doesn't read anything ever and just starts writing. And an investigative journalist is somebody who reads something and figures out, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can't believe we missed this. Like before we even put this this subject up. Shouldn't to the, that be up to the every brick. journalist? Like, that's my point. You know, like, well, investigative journalism is lacking. It's like, yeah, it's because you've punished journalists for being investigators. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, they're just parrots. Like, it's like any kind of you know corporate or like government propaganda that they spew out. Like they just like write it up, like you said. Like, sure. Like don't ask anything about it. It's like, oh, like well, this is what's going on. This is what they told us. It's and it's this like the news is topical, but it has zero context. Or and, content. Or yeah, <laughs> and, and that's essentially what context is. And when you're talking about the news, especially if it's written, if without content, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, if you woke up tomorrow on a different planet and you saw everyone eating each other you know you wouldn't know what was going on you couldn't make assumptions like, other than the fact that they're cannibals you know <laughs> you can observe yeah. immediately like, there's obviously a story there explaining why they're going around eating, eating each other you know <laughs> there's gotta be there and that's the thing like there's this i mean there are standards in journalism where you can't just go reporting on every rumor you hear and i'm not advocating that everyone should go around just you know blowing calling fire where there's no fire at every corner every yeah don't make up shit right don't yeah don't be don't be shitty in the other direction but just do (laughs) do the job that it says you do you know journalists investigate that's how they chronicle the times and tell the fucking news and the idea that um the the White House press corps is just a megaphone for the dickhead at the at the pedestal or at the podium. That's not you're 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 not being a journalist like by definition. You're a, you're a mouthpiece. Yep, parrot. And we talked about this what two or three shows ago with the Freedom of Information Act request that got Hillary Clinton's emails pulled out by I think it was Gawker. What was that, it that that showed that her her um. Personnel director. I always, you know, they, they call them weird names when you work, when it's a po- politician. Like yeah. the, the post within a cabinet's weird. I think they just make shit up. Yeah, they probably do. It's like like you, you press need, secretary yeah. or press director it's or like, some shit like that. Yeah, you you was, need a spot. I'll give you, I'll give you a title. He was trading, sco- you know, journalists were trading scoops or trading uh, 
what they were writing the things that Hillary Clinton's press secretary wanted written in exchange for a story or in exchange for you know a scoop something coming oh, down yeah. the pipe yep. that mm-hmm. no one else had access to. I mean, what the lines aren't blurred; they've been destroyed. The colors are are running. Your your white underwear is now red, mm-hmm. completely. You know, like <laughs> this isn't news anymore. This is how the how things go. This is status quo, business as usual. And that's a fucking problem. Man, every show is just the worst depression ever. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the hell? It's like, God damn it. I feel like the good news is... What's is the good news, Seth? That's the status quo is what you hear if you're not listening. So that's what you hear on the radio or you, you watch on TV. But think about it. There's people writing truth out there all the time that on the internet. True. If you just The internet's huge. You just go and you look on the internet. I'm surprised all those guys aren't locked up <laughs> based on what this article from TechDirt. There's people writing the truth out there. 100% of it. You're absolutely Every right. Every word, you just got to... You just got to figure it out, and figure actually, out where to go to find it. I'm so glad you took that tact because that's something, that's a line that I normally tow on this show. You know what I mean? Like I really, the truth is out there. People are writing it, reporting on it. Sometimes, I mean, The Intercept is a, is a source we've talked about before. We use a fair amount here, but that's with Glenn Greenwald and his cohorts. They're an amazing news outlet, but they do that at a price. I mean, they're heavily banked. I think one of the former founders of eBay gave them $300 million to start that. <laughs> I mean, they're good. But they still, I mean, they do pretty adversarial journalism and they do it at a cost. You know, they, they're they not sitting in the East Wing, you know, listening to the president give a speech. Right. They don't have access because they're going to say some shit that you're probably not going to like if you're yeah. the president. But, I mean... I guess, would you argue they should have access? Absolutely. I mean, you want to you want to keep somebody who allegedly represents, you know, the people in a democracy. You want to keep him on his te- on his toes. Yeah. Yeah. Put some dissenters in the in the crowd. Let yeah. some real questions be asked. Some real questions be answered. Actually, have a public dialogue. There is no public discourse. At the high levels, you know, those are all closed door conversations. The shit you see in the newspaper and see on TV, reading the newspaper and see on TV, that's all practiced, you know, nonsense. That's not what's really going on. And I know, John, you talked about like liking politicians because of their demeanor, like being professional and polished. And I think that's a natural thing. But I think if you just actually turn up the heat on all of them and then then judge, you know, Who's able to, I guess, withstand that? You know, ask the difficult questions that cause the the yeah. discomfort and, and watch the them fumble over all and the w- words. Yeah, and watch them look like fools, and then go, okay, is, are there any real people standing up on that stage? <laughs> it's like, nope, all robots. Because yeah, you might find two or three, maybe, and they're they'll still be pretty bruised from the fight. <laughs> you know, like they won't be perfect. They'll be nice and bloody. <laughs> or they'll just dodge the question. No, that's what I'm saying. Is you, <laughs> they shouldn't be able you to. You don't let them. Like, How? Oh, wait. I don't know. You make them ask the Like We're not going on. and We're not f- moving forward to ask this qu- answer this question. And here's what they can do. They can either be like, well, I'm not going to. And then they're going to look like a dick. Or they can try and give an answer that just isn't the else. truth. Any, and they'll any, look like a dick. Anybody else have a real question? Like They'll like skip over it. 
No, you nope. This we will not move on until you address this question. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the point. Is, that, is that's what should happen when they that's, do these kind of right, things. Right, and they like, get away with just being like, ah, oh, next question. Basically. <laughs> you know, ducking and dodging. Did and, I turn the stove off? <laughs> what? No, no, not, I'm not talking about no, 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 no. right, Next question. Next. I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> no, I didn't point at you. Terrorism. <laughs> taxes. It's America. all nonsense, man. Yep. Well, I think we've exhausted... My brain. The, the what was left of the brain power in this room for this week, <laughs> which wasn't, which wasn't we were we were running on fumes come Monday morning. So. <laughs> uh, I think we had a good talk though. I mean, yeah. the, the Apple FBI stuff is important. Um, the TPP stuff is important. Not the sunniest of of things, but again, sometimes you just got to get. You got to get grimy with gotta it. Got to get in there. Got to get in. Oh, I didn't do it this week. I forgot to get, uh, get into it. Damn it. Maybe I can just edit that in somehow. I always say that and I pull up the media file when I'm editing. I'm like, fuck that. That's way too much work. It's like an extra 13 minutes I don't have right now. Um, with that, any any does anyone want to like usher us out of this episode on, on an episode? Episodes. Episode? Anybody want to usher us out of this show on a special special note? Man, struggle, struggle bus today. <laughs> <Just falling laughs> <apart>. <laughs> your your battery bar oh, slashing. God. It's Friday tomorrow, right? I hope. Thank God. <laughs> if it's not, I'm in trouble. You huh. look like you have something on your mind. No, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just racking my brain trying to clear out the cobwebs. Um, you start work tomorrow at a new job. Yeah. Hopefully, no one there listens to this show. Yeah, because we kind of talk shit about <laughs> about them and their colleagues. I don't think. Uh, who knows? I, I doubt anybody at Time Warner listens to this. Who knows? Maybe they're monitoring. I'll I'll try to get them to listen after I get there. Nice. And once they don't want to fire me, I'll, I'll give it like two or three weeks until I've actually done something. At least good. at least make it through like their four hundred one k matching period before you start <laughs> yeah. trying to get them to listen to the yeah, show or get past like the probationary period. Yeah, get get everything you can out of them contractually. Yeah, I'll and definitely then... wait till I don't sign the non disclosure. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, you probably have to. You probably already signed one. Did you accept the accept the offer? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably signed. Oh. <laughs> or maybe you'll sign it tomorrow. They, uh, you won't know. You'll be like, oh, I signed it. That? Is, is talking about their building as a prison covered by that? No. <laughs> it not it not if you can tell it's a prison from the outside. <laughs> Which if it's a building that says Time Warner Cable on the outside of it, it's a yeah. prison. It's <laughs> a pretty good indicator. Yeah. Oh, that's not the CEO's office. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that there's inmates in there. <laughs> well, that does it for episode 27 of the Brain Bus Podcast. We didn't give a social media shout out at the beginning of the the episode, so we'll just do it at the end. Now, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. The underscore Brain Bust. The underscore Brain Bust. We're we're on there doing things, tweeting and snapping. Brain Bust. Yeah, That's man. for all of them. That's for, yeah, all three of those. Um, Obviously, please continue uh, listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you are an iTunes listener, I know it's a lot to ask, but take a moment, click on review, throw us a nice little little rating, you know, nice little four or five star rating. Six if you can afford it. (laughs) Six if you can figure it out. (laughs) Nice little friendly review. We greatly appreciate that. We need to bump up from that from old Mister One Star. We're still <laughs> we're still trying to track him down. We, we want to interview him. 
Um, and lastly, if you want to uh, get into, I guess, more of a discussion, have a longer thought to share, send us an, e- uh, an email at brainbuspodcast at gmail.com. Now reverse it and try it with me. At brainbuspodcast. <laughs> no, I did it backwards. That's the second time I did it. No, you could have done it. We could have gone with that's, that. That's a- well, <laughs> brainbuspodcast at gmail.com well I think the dynamite went off like the, 10 the, minutes the, ago yeah. right? without a brain so. what, what listeners don't realize is normally the dynamite doesn't go off until after we've pressed stop on the, the recording but this week the dynamite went off like Tuesday, and none of us have had a chance to repair and like recuperate. <laughs> John's leaning up against the mic right now, just about to fall over. Um, you know, sometimes life life gets busy. What can you do? Rainbow's podcast at gmail.com. Dude, right there, ready for it. Call me Yosemite Sam. We hope everyone has an excellent or had an excellent weekend because it's Sunday if you're listening to this. Um, and we hope that you have a great week ahead. You will obviously hear from us on Twitter and Facebook and all the other places. We'll see you on episode 28. We're going to let John get some rest. Wider. <laughs> we are out of here. Oh, man. Sass is going to